Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. Sweet song. at the double as Charlton find a way past Cambridge United. It wasn't vintage, but we bashed those boffins anyway. Welcome to Charlton Live. Good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is uh, Louis Mendez. On this evening's show, we'll be looking back at a uh, well, far from routine 2-0 uh, win over Cambridge United at the Valley yesterday. A brace from Connor Washington, who's in flying form at the moment, of course. Joining me uh, to do that, first up, uh, Mr. Tom Wallen. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, you've been in, enjoying various nights out since we last spoke. Yeah, yeah, living the dream, as uh, as Nathan Muller would say. Yeah. But uh, yeah, a few beers last night, but feel all right today, yeah, which you, is good. But you're jealous of Crispy bumping into Johnny Williams as well today. But... Absolutely gutted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, lucky man. Yeah, and uh, also join us a man who, well, with Christmas coming up, I guess he's uh, getting prepared to stuff a few birds. Uh, Mark Newby, how are you doing, Mark? Uh, not for the first time, and to be honest, Tommy couldn't actually get that close. He's still got that restraining order, if, if I'm not mistaken, <laughs> so... Yeah, How's a, is it a busy life of a chef at this time of year, isn't it? 
Busy, 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 mate. Yeah. So, you know, you you name it, we can feed it. Ex- so Excellent stuff. Well, uh, Charlton been feeding my desire to see uh, the Addicts win three points over the last few weeks. Did it again. Uh, yesterday, we're going to hear the highlights of that game against Cambridge in a few moments' time. We're also going to hear, of course, from the caretaker boss, uh, Johnny Jackson. We've got an interview with the skipper, uh, Jason Pierce, as well. We've got the fans bar uh, also, some fans we spoke to after the game. So plenty to get our teeth into. Uh, going to hear from you guys on tweets and email as well. So before we hear the highlights, Tom, the game yesterday, um, yeah, it, it was far from vintage and it was far from straightforward. But the promising thing is that we won it in a game where maybe even, I think even the Shrewsbury game a couple of weeks ago, it was similar and we didn't find a way to win it. So now we've started to do that as well. Yeah, not pretty at all. Uh, but as you said in, in your introduction, we got the job done. And I think I expected it to be a tougher test than Ipswich. I don't think it could have been much easier than Ipswich, to be honest, because they were so poor on Tuesday night. But I didn't expect it to be as hard as it was. I thought the conditions levelled things a little bit. But Cambridge are a good side. We said it on Thursday's show. They were off the back of, I think, three straight wins in all competitions. Just battered, was it Cheltenham? 5-0 uh, on Tuesday. So they were they're in form. They've got goal scorers in their side. And we knew it was going to be tough. Um, but we battled them. We battled the conditions. And... As you say, it wasn't our prettiest performance of the season, but we got the job done and we got the win. Uh, and we're it's just another uh, different way to win that Johnny Jackson has found. You know, he's shown on Tuesday just what we can do when we're kind of in the zone. But then perhaps yesterday we weren't at our very best, but we still got the win again. So, yeah, I'm sure we're going to ask the question once again a bit later in the show. But just this team is just going from strength to strength at the moment. And... I think even when Jacko took over and even up until a couple of weeks ago, I'd still written off any chances of getting into the, certainly the top two, maybe even the playoffs. And whilst the points are still a big, you know, there is still a big gap there. You couldn't write us off now, I don't think. I'd still say it's unlikely, but we're we're in the fight now um, and we've just got to keep this up. So, mm. yeah, very pleasing win. Yeah, down to eight points. And, of course, the team were eight points behind, sitting in sixth is Plymouth Argyle, who we travelled to uh, on Saturday. Uh, Mark, what else can we say about Connor Washington that we ain't said already this season? I guess the only thing we can add is, well, he's, he's scoring goals again. It's not like he was on a major drought. He'd got, he'd got about four in four um, maybe about a month ago, but now he's picked that up again as well. Oh, he's been an absolute star recently. Um, it's funny because I was chatting with another Charlton fan and I said, oh, I thought he'd scored actually more than he had. And because it just seems like he's getting the assists and his importance to the team, and especially alongside Stockley. Um, you know, he deserves a applaud. It's two really good goals yesterday. And um, yeah, I think his teamwork ethic, is it, it resonates. But they've all got that now and... It's it's a joy to watch, and you're right. It's 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 winning in a winning ugly, winning in a different way, but still winning. And you know, any side which can do that, you can yourself. Do we look like a side which is going to go on a four, five, six game unbeaten run? We don't at the moment because you think yourself, they're they're just chomping at the bit. They just want the next game to come. They want the next game to come, and it's it's showing. It's really showing. So it's it's great to watch, and it seems. And you can see that when we score, the, the, the team celebration is just... It is like watching an entirely different team than we watched in August. So, you know, it's a good thing. It's a remarkable turnaround indeed. Right, let's have a listen then to the highlights from Charlton TV yesterday. Your commentators, as always, were Greg Stubbley and Terry That's Smith. Looking for Smith. It comes down to Smith, who will shoot. And it just goes wide. And another chance 
goes Cambridge Way. Yeah, they got lucky with that, to be fair, that the way the bounce in Fanway was just underneath that and he My couldn't Pierce. get to the his header to it. Dobson to Lee. Lee will look to switch the play across to Lecco. It's a lovely-looking pass. Lecco controls up against Dunk. Lecco tries to drill it across. Instead, we'll get it back. And finds Gilby. First-time cross. Washington controls. Connor Washington! Showing yeah! out the lead. Lovely little pass by Alex Gilby into Connor Washington, who turns, and his finished pass leads off to give Charlton the lead. Lovely move, Jonathan Lecco. Tormenting dunk on that right-hand side. He couldn't get the first cross in after he'd already gone past Brophy. Needed some support, Gilby came. And a little ball back to him. He could have just swung it in, he could have just swiped it across, hoping for Stockley to be there, but instead, he intelligently looked up, saw that Washington had just some space on there now. Lovely turn in, and back across the keeper, and Mitoff had no chance. It's a lovely finish from Connor Washington. Free kick. Mitov clears it away, and there is the half-time whistle. At half-time, it is Charlton 1, Cambridge 0. And while Charlton haven't been the prettiest in the first half, they do have the lead, courtesy of Connor Washington. Nice conditions to play in at all. Charlton clear the ball away through Claire, and Washington will trying to get on the end of it, and he will get this. Connor Washington trying to take it past, so he's done brilliantly, and with the shot... Deflects off dunk. Well, that is great work from Washington, and that's a man playing with confidence. Well, that would have been up there with a goal of the season if he'd have managed to connect with Washington. Now Lee, good first touch, turns. Elliot Lee with the cross, looking towards Stockley, it's parried away to Lecco. Lecco drills it, saved by Mitov and cleared away. Gilbin brings it forward. Dunk on the run and finds May inside. May shooting chance, good save by McGilvery. And Dobson... It's a risky ball to Lee, who manages to control. Once more, in Cambridge's uh, most lively player finds May in front of him. He's got Smith trying to run through the middle, and he gets there. Smith, what a lovely save from McGillivray. Comes out quick, closes down the angle and gets something on the ball to stop Cambridge getting an equaliser. Cuts inside to May, sends it long, looking for the run of Smith, and will he get there, Smith? It just skips away from him. He gets a touch, and it's the wrong side of the post. He's claiming he was fouled in the process, but he got there. So Suarez tracked him but couldn't get there first. And Smith touched just wide of the post and Charlton get away out to Washington. There. Behind him is Lee. Washington goes for a return, but Lee's still in possession. Might be a switch on here. Suarez goes on the overlap. Suarez on the left-hand side. Space to cross. Gets the ball into the box. Lee for Washington. Little touch. Gets it back, Washington. And yeah! scores! <laughs> and just like the game on Tuesday night. It's taken a while. But in the 88th minute, Connor Washington grabs his second, Charlton's second, and could that be the three points as well? You're spot on tail, just like Tuesday night. A little bit of nerves comes in, only a goal up. Just want that little opportunity to make it two, and Connor Washington takes advantage. Good give credit to Suarez here. Talks about him potentially pushing a little bit further forward. This time he does. It's a decent cross. Washington just gets something on it. Gets a bit lucky with how it falls to him. But there's a little bit of composure for you. Doesn't just hit it first time. He drags it back out to give him that bit of space. Lovely little touch there. And the finish pushed Mitov to give Chelton the second, his second. And he's been outstanding, Corner Washington. Not only today, but also Tuesday and, and deserving 
of those goals. Right. Allows that ball to go out of play, just so as Alby Morgan can come on. No, he can't. <laughs> because that's the end of the game. The referee blows his whistle for time. And it's a game that, uh, well, it won't live long in the memory in terms of its uh, footballing performance, perhaps. In terms of battling performance, it most certainly will. Lovely stuff indeed. Another win for the addicts, Connor Washington at the double. Thanks for the highlights there from the chaps. Um, Tom, yeah, Connor, we, we were speaking about him just before we went to the highlights. I mean, I, I've said over and over, like, he's a finish away from, from being a real sort of top striker outside the Premier League, you know, with his work rate, his hold-up abilities, uh, the assists he, he brings to the side. But... His finishing has needed to improve, and now, so we're saying he's got obviously got two yesterday. He was on four in four, sort of around the turn of October uh, through to mid November in terms of appearances for Charlton in the league. I mean, uh, is that improving? Are we, am I getting carried away that he's just on a good run at the moment? I still think he needs to add add more. Um, obviously, yesterday was was brilliant for him, and I, and I was buzzing and. We spoke about him at length on Thursday's show as well and said, you know, as you've just said there, the only thing that's missing is that consistent goal scoring. Um, but and, and I kind of gave that comparison of the Josh Parker to, to Lyle Taylor in the kind of combination, if you like. Um, and obviously Stockley's been, is it 12 in 12? I think he's scored. So, and Washington has been such a crucial part of that. So I think even without the goals, he is vital to this team. But as you say, he's got kind of six for the season, I think, now. Um, and you would hope he would certainly get into double figures and, and be pushing for sort of, if he could get anywhere near 15 for the season, I think that would be a, a very, very good return from him. But you're right, you know, he still can be more clinical. But I like the nature of the goals yesterday because it was a scrappy game and it was difficult. Um, but especially that first one, you know, it comes almost out of nothing. That cross comes in, he just fires it home. It's, it's yeah. He's clearly not lacking any confidence, is he? It's not like he's uh, the chances that he's missing to get him down or anything like that. Uh, and he could have had a hat-trick against Ipswich and it would have been very easy for him to then get down and, and struggle a little bit. But he has just gone from strength to strength, as Mark said just before the highlights there. He's been uh, he's been absolutely fantastic for us. And if he can now go on a little bit of a goal-scoring run as well, then as you said there, we've, we've got the complete player in him, haven't we? So... So um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting, and it, it again goes back to that baffling decision not to play two up front in the early part of the season because you see how well they're working together now. Yeah, he wasn't getting a game really, was he? Which is it's amazing to look back at it now. I, I mean, that opening goal from Washington came at a really important part for us as well. And we heard in the highlights one of Cambridge's chances. They'd had another one before that as well, but the, the highlights had cut out. So we, I don't think they even showed the full story of the game. We were under the cost a little bit, and it came very much against the run of play that that goal um, from from Connor. Mark, and, and, and exactly what we needed at that moment in time. Yeah, I mean, Cambridge were a dangerous side. They had scored in, to see a sort of a stat, they'd scored in every game or every away game they've played this, like, this calendar, calendar year, year. Yeah. which is an amazing stat, really. So to keep them out um, was you know, a really good effort. And they showed they did, they did have some threats. You know, they found a, a huge brick wall in goal in Macca. And yeah, Connor's taken that goal, and it's... The pass has come into him, and you're thinking, is he going to hold it? But to turn, swivel, shoot, you know, and it's picked that one out. And I think the interesting thing is, on the second one, is it like the 88th minute, and we've got two strikers in the opponent's six-yard box. And you sort of think to yourself, normally most teams, with a couple of minutes to go, would be, you know, flooding midfield, maybe just keeping one up. We were still going for the second goal. And, you know, when it paid, you know, it paid off, because... You know, it's one of those games where 
if they had taken one of their chances, you still fancy us to go on and win it, but you you want to know how we're going to react if they do get pegged back a little. So no, he's he's been you know he's he's been absolutely dynamite, Connor. So, so. yeah, he certainly has. Um, the, the I mean the way the game was going, obviously that that's, that second goal from Connor killed it off late on, but. You know, we, we've got to thank Craig McGivray as well, Tom. Um, he's, he's been a he's been a player who's sort of grown into the season because I think I don't think it's unfair to say that he had a couple of hairy moments earlier on. I mean, the two I could think of at the top of my head was when he he, he palmed a shot away and, and and the rebound went in at Oxford when he could have done a bit better, and also um, away at Lincoln that the own goal from Stockley he could have done better. I'm sure there's a couple more as well. Um, but since the side starting to grow in confidence, he seems to be growing in confidence as well. And despite not having been very busy particularly on Tuesday, all of a sudden he's, you know, he's looking apart again. And we, and we know he's a good goalkeeper. You don't get the, the player of the year at a club like Portsmouth if, you, if, if you're not a good goalkeeper. Exactly, yeah. And Portsmouth, I know their fans were, were sad to see him go. And as you say, comes here with that reputation and off the back of that season last year. And I agree with you. I thought he started not necessarily poorly, but a little bit under the radar. Um, and he's definitely grown into the shirt. And again, if I go back to what I said on Thursday, the, the there's been a lot of change in that back four, back three, back five, not just in terms of formation, but also players with Lavelle and, and Innis being injured and then Pierce out for a bit as well. And so there's been lots of changes. Claire's had to play in there, obviously Gunter's had to play for a bit, you've had Matthews, you've had Perrins. So there's been a lot of change in front of him. And that can't be easy. But um despite all of that, obviously we've had two two consecutive clean sheets and as you say, probably kept us in that game yesterday and Similar to the Ipswich one, wasn't it? And we got ourselves ahead after the initial period where I thought the other team were better. And I think Ipswich probably were the better team on Tuesday for what, 10, 15 minutes, maybe not as long as Cambridge were. But we got that goal and then it was like, right, can we get get that second and really kill the game off? And again, it took a long time to get that second. And throughout that second half, I was kind of biting my nails and tapping my feet. And yeah, it wasn't an enjoyable experience as a Charlton fan. But McGivery kept us in it, and and then at the other end, we obviously got that second and secured the win. So, yeah, I mean, we could go through through the whole team really and talk about the improvements in in individual players. But McGivery is one now that I think is is coming across as a safe pair of hands, and you trust him between the sticks. And as you say, I think perhaps in the early part of the season, we weren't weren't necessarily that comfortable with him in goal. Maybe felt like there was an error in him. Uh, whereas now I, I definitely think that has has kind of gone away, and yeah, another just another very impressive cog in this Johnny Jackson wheel that's sort of coming together and, and bringing out results week after week. Yeah, it's just uh, it's non-stop really the Jacko juggernaut. Um, I mean that that second guy did kill the game off. It was required because in terms of an overall performance mark, I mean it was never going to be as good as Ipswich because it is tough to, and, and obviously we're playing a better side, and 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 the sort of energy levels they expended. That's that's a recurring theme from. What we were speaking to uh, with Jacko and Piercy after yesterday, it's hard to go toe to toe that that level of intensity week after week. But that, you know that is the way that Jacko wants us to play. So that is going to be something as the season progresses. That he's going to have to sort of keep an eye on is how much he's asking from them week week after week, especially if it's a a, a two game week like we've had this one. You know, we've got Christmas coming up. That's going to be a busy old period. Yeah, I mean we've shown we're adaptable. You know, yesterday with conditions and the team we were facing. And I think what the difference is, if there's 11 players out there who would literally run through a brick wall for Jacko. And I think that's the kind of uh, teamwork he's got going. And when you 
talk to any of the players and you hear the interviews like last week with Gilby and Stockley and the respect they're showing for Jacko is immense. And I think, yeah, we're going to have, you know, a busy period come up with games every sort of like couple of days. And so there are going to be people coming in. And I'm thinking, but these people want to impress him. They want to show him that they'll do exactly the same thing the current 11 are doing. You know, they want to give him the headache. I don't think you're going to find anyone there who's going to go, you know, I'm out for a game, but it's okay. They're going to go, I'm out for a game, but, you know, what if this guy comes in and replaces me and has an absolute stormer? Well, he's going to keep the shirt, so I'm going to be 100%. You can't do anything about knocks and injuries, which might be the only thing which could disrail us, or potentially, you know, suspensions, if one or two of our players stop doing silly things. And um, it's going to be a tough period of Christmas, but it is for everybody. I think the difference is now we've got a squad who are, are fighting. We've got a, a, it's going to sound a funny analogy, we've got a battalion. You know, we, he can look at their bench and look at the squad and say, right, you're, you're next. And he's got people who are willing to jump in and say, right, I'm going to work just as hard as everybody else. And you don't have, you know, you're not looking at the bench and going, oh, I'm not sure about him, attitude, whatever. You could see that when we score, you know, the bench jumps up. Everyone wants to celebrate. And I think that's, you know, you can't buy that. You cannot, you know, force people to do that with a, with a, with a fakeness. So, you know, I think the best thing Jacko's done is, is galvanise that team into a unit. Yeah, and, and they play like that sort of week in, week out at the last few moments. And, and you know, again, we, we, we spoke about this after the Ipswich game, but... The recovery from that loss at Shrewsbury, where there were a couple of players missing, obviously Stockley was still out. Um, the the fact that we didn't play very well in that game has been remarkable, and and it surely has laid to rest any doubts that anyone did have about a wobble or whatever you want to call it. You know, coming off the back of the Morecambe and Shrewsbury games, Tom, and, and the 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 managerial situation, it will get sorted. You know, we've we've been sort of impatient about it, and um, you know, we 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 know it's been said for a few weeks now that they're in positive discussions. Richard's even come out and said today he expects it to be sorted out next week, which will be lovely, just in time for Christmas. Not the first time I've heard that phrase, um, so I'm just hopeful it'll be next week rather than certain it'll be next week. But it is something we just want to sort of get get underlined now, get it sorted. Yeah, because. Uh, we've said it for four or five weeks now, there's nothing more that Jacko can do to prove he, he deserves it. And again, as we said a few weeks ago, well, imagine the this, this scenario where it was somebody else gets the job and he says, no, I'm not employing Jackson. The whole place would be would be toxic again. So there is only one decision. And, and as you say, hopefully it gets made very soon um, because players' contracts, you know, players are talking about renewing and we need to sign players in January. And based on what most of the players have come out publicly and said, I'm sure they're much more likely to sign a contract again if uh, if Jacko's going to be in charge. You know, Stockley came out the other day and said he wants to end his career here, didn't he? And you've got players, as I say, wanting to know about their own futures and wanting to know about the manager's future. And as Mark said, Jacko has kind of galvanised that and he's built this, turned this squad into a competitive unit. And that team spirit that we spoke about with, with Dobbo and um, Gilby and... and they're travelling in together with Elliot Lee and all of that. It's just all coming together very, very nicely. If it's too late for this season, I don't think really that matters. Jacko, Jacko deserves the job. And, and that's why I hope it's not just an end of the season thing either. Because I don't think Jackson should be judged on whether we go up this season or not. Because if we don't, it's not going to be his issue. Um, he needs at least two years, if not more, to, 
to mould this now. And Sangard talks a good game, doesn't he, about his his sort of plan. I can't remember exactly how many years he said. Was it five? And, you know, he's got a long-term vision for this club. Show, you know, back that. Give Jacko the job and say you're going to be part of this plan as well because everything that he's done so far suggests that he it could be very exciting under him. So, yeah, if it does get sorted, as I say, contracts can start to be talked about and, more importantly, we can start sitting down with players for the uh, January transfer window and they kind of know where the club is and where the club's going. So, uh, yeah, mm. hopefully it's done soon. Yeah, now one thing we do have to talk about, Mark, and I mean, Tom just mentioned about how Jaden Stockley wants to end his career uh, at the Valley. We very nearly ended his participation in the next few games with the headbutt on Paul Digby. Now, when it was a few weeks ago at Sunderland, we defended him because it wasn't a headbutt, but he got into a bit of a ruck at Burton a couple of weeks ago. That was a three-game ban. He got into another one with Paul Digby yesterday and, I mean, video clearly showed that he lent in with his head this time and if he, if he was caught by the referee and seen, that would have been a red card and I think that would have been an even longer ban, possibly four or five games. I can't remember exactly what the rule is when it's two red cards like that. Um, you know, he, he does need to calm things down a little bit now because he, the, the fact he got, got shown a yellow card at the time tends to mean that he'll get away with it. So the referee's seen it and, and given a yellow card. But I mean, if he connected with that headbutt, we'd be without him. And we saw how much we struggled without him. And we can't, we can't deal with that because we are a little bit light up top in terms of strikers outside of that top, that, that sort of first choice too. Yeah. When I saw it, I was like, Jesus, Jaden, what are you doing? It's crazy. I mean, he's, he's been wound up by some donkey of a centre half and he has, he's put his head in and, you think yourself, yes, he's got the card, which means it can't be dealt with more severely now because they say the referee's seen it. But, you know, at the moment, Stockley's going to be worth his weight in gold to us, but he can't do stupid things like that. And you you do wonder why what, someone hasn't taken him to one side and say, look, we, we love the passion, but you've got to think a bit more with your head as opposed to keep trying to score with it. Um, yeah, it would. I think it would be a five-game he'd get if they'd seen that and again but if that gets shown round to referees as as they do they will isolate certain incidents we're going to say look at this guy he's got a history you know okay the, the, the Sunderland one was a joke and you know still laughing at Lee Johnson over that but it's this one they're going to say you know what you've got to keep an eye on him and he'll put an innocuous challenge in and he'll get a card you know it could be a yellow could be a red you know, it could be a Christmas one, but you know, and we—he's—is it so important for us in that team at the moment? They're working so well, so you do wonder whether he's not taken to one side. You know, when they've looked back at the game and gone, you know, we we get you angry, you know, you're supporting your mate and stuff, but you do silly things like that, and it's going to hurt us big time in the long run, mm. and especially with the games coming up. Yeah, that's the last thing uh, we need. And, and hopefully Jaden will, will have a bit of a look at himself about that and try not to get himself caught in these uh, little situations. But just finally, before we hear from Jacko, uh, Tom, obviously Ben Perrinson went off. Uh, you know, we'll hear it from Jacko. It doesn't sound like it's too serious. Dead lead, uh, dead leg. But when Pap Suare came on, took him good, a while to get into the game, I think it's fair to say. He delivered the cross that led to the, the second goal. So he did, he did grow into that game. But at first he looked a little bit out of his depth again. Um, so we're, we're hoping that maybe that, that assist will bring him the confidence that he needs to start performing at this level if uh, if Ben's going to be out long-term. Yeah, I've I've been pretty disappointed with, with Suarez from what I've seen so far, really. I, I came 
not necessarily with a big reputation, but obviously he's played at a much higher level. Um, and obviously he's had that time out of the game and, and whatever. So maybe it's just a case of playing himself back into to form and, and whatever. Um, and Ben obviously has just been so good for us over the past few weeks and, and basically undroppable. So, yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's the, the style of play. Maybe it's the position he's being asked to play in terms of that wing-back role. I'm not really sure what it is, but you need to have that cover on either side. Um, and and he, at the moment, he is that cover for Ben Purrington. So even if Ben is back for, for Plymouth or over the next couple of weeks, you still want to make sure that for the rest of the season he's available because there'll be suspensions and there'll be injuries. And yeah, I, I don't think we want to be kind of wasting any money we do have in January on a left-back. I think Suarez needs to, to take responsibility and be that back up to Perrington. And you're right, he took a little while to get in, as you say, put the cross in for, for Connor's second. And he was better yesterday than I'd seen him certainly in previous games. So we'll see. You know, it's difficult because when Ben's playing so well, it's no chance for Suarez to get a run in the side, really. But maybe he'll get a run out in the the next round of the Papa John's or maybe against Norwich in the FA Cup. So he might get opportunities and he needs to take them basically because whilst Ben's fit, you, you can't really drop him on the form he's on at the moment. Yeah, exactly that. Right, let's hear from the man of the moment, Johnny Jackson. Uh, he came to speak to me after yesterday's game. This is what he made of the performance during the 2-0 win against Cambridge. Yeah, different different way to win, different type of game, different conditions. A lot scrappier for sure, but same outcome. So I'm very happy. And it's always important when, when there are more difficult games, you have to find the way to win. You know, if it wasn't quite the, the, the flowing football you saw on, on Tuesday. Yeah, I think it was going to be very difficult to replicate that with the you know, completely different opposition. Conditions obviously played a part. Um, it's really, really quick turnaround. Um, and I think they expended a lot of energy, my lads, on Tuesday night. Um, so to, to expect the same again was probably... You know, a uh, bit of a pipe dream, but again, we, yeah, we've had to do it a different way. We've got it done, so I think that you know, signs of a good team there. That, that uh, a different way of winning. I feel like I'm asking about Connor every week at the moment, but he's making us with, with his goals going. I think he said it himself. That the only thing probably missing this season, he wanted to score a few more goals, and he's starting to do that as well now. He is, yeah, really pleased with Connor. Really pleased for Connor because it, I think his performance on Tuesday night was outstanding and deserved goals and. Uh, Similarly today, but he's added the goals. So uh, really pleased for him. You know, he does tireless work, doesn't he? Runs and runs and runs and makes... He's got good movement, really good movement, makes intelligent runs on that top line and, and we find him. And he gets in numerous sort of goal-scoring opportunities or opportunities to to maybe assist. And obviously he's got two goals today, so delighted for him. Seven unbeaten now here at the Valley in all competitions and, and winning all three of those Phil the Valley games as well, which I guess is exactly what Thomas would have wanted. Yeah, and, and no coincidence, you know, the, the support, it just spurs the lads on. It really does and uh, gives them, you know, makes them maybe run that tiny little bit more, that extra percent. And uh, they're rewarding the fans, uh, you know, the fans' support and uh, they're giving everything for the shirt. And we, we said it before, that's, that's if you do that, then the fans are going to get behind you, aren't they? And obviously we're, you know, we're, we're playing some good stuff as well. So... It's all, you know, it's all going hand in hand at the minute. When you took over, obviously, Charlton was still sitting 13 points shy of the playoffs and chipping away at it, chipping away at it with these results, but only went down to 10 by Tuesday. It's down to eight now. It feels like it does show sort of the mountain you gave yourselves to climb at the start of the season, but if you keep in this form, then you've still got a chance. Yeah, obviously it's, you know, I, I'm tr people keep telling me that and I'm, I'm trying not to really focus on it because... You just have to look at the next few games and, and, and worry about them. And if we do keep putting runs together, you will claw away at it. We were, 
you know, we're, we're still not where we want to be in the league. Obviously, when I took over, we was in sort of a bit of a perilous position. So immediate focus was to get out of that and then just sort of just try and put runs runs of wins together, which we're doing. And if you do that, you will climb the league. It's a strong league, isn't it? League one's really, really strong, probably as, as strong as I've ever seen it this year. Um, so it's, you know, it's easier said than done. Even if you're winning, other teams are going to win because there's some some good size in the division, but we just got to try. Just got to try and keep. We'll, we'll win games. We'll pick up points. It's it's obviously uh, it's a bit of a mammoth task, but we'll you know we'll keep going and uh, we'll try and win every game we play. It's another clean sheet, of course. I think Macca was probably slightly busier than he has been over the last few weeks today, but he stood up to it with with three or four really good saves. Outstanding, yeah. That's what you need your goalie for. Obviously, he had very little to do Tuesday night. He's been busier tonight, uh, today, but. Uh, in them moments, you know, where slender leads one 0 and the game's in the balance, that's when you need your goalie to step up. And, and Mac is a top goalie, isn't he? And, he? and he remained, he remained ready to come out and make those saves when we needed him. See one downside, Ben, coming off with uh, an injury. Is there any early indication as, as to what's up? Yeah, it was just a dead leg. Like he got a he got a knock on it in the first half, I think, and uh, just said it was getting stiffer and tighter and. Uh, that he was unable to get around and, and press and things like that. So to be fair to the lad, like he made the call. He said, "Look, I'm, you know, I'm struggling to do what, what I need to do for the team here." Um, so we made the change. Simple as that. Just looking sort of longer term now. Obviously, I've asked you about your future a million times already. But I mean, the, the January transfer window is sort of edging closer and closer. So is it quite important that it gets sorted sooner rather than later because you'll have some decisions to make in that window? Yeah, I think so. I think we just need some clarity, don't we, of, of, of where we're going. Hopefully, it gets it gets sorted real soon. We need to have discussions about January and, and what we're going to do, how we're going to add, if we're going to add. Um, obviously, it's a really important time, isn't it? And it can, you know, really sort of uh, put a marker down for the rest of the season. So we need to have those discussions uh, really soon. I'm sure we will be. Just finally, I think Cambridge has scored in every single away game this calendar year until today. I don't know if you knew that. So it's nice to be breaking little records like you did with Plymouth, Sunbeaten, Ron, etc. like that. Yeah, really pleased with a clean sheet because they have got a lot of threats. They scored five in midweek. Um, and I, I think they're a really strong top end of the pitch. I think they've got some good players and, and they've got capable, you know, players capable of uh, scoring at any minute. And uh, obviously they nearly did a couple of times, but that's what your goalie's for. You know, if you get past the defence, then you've still got to get past the goal. It's not a goal just because you've got past the uh, defenders, is it? So, um, yeah, nice to nice to keep them out because they're 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 a good side. They're a good side, and uh, you know they they did cause us a few problems. Cheers. Any other questions, still? Yeah, um, Mark Bonner said the last thing as he left. He said, "Give you the job." There's a big clamour for you to get the job. Um, everyone's calling for it, apart from the one guy who, who can decide it. Is there any frustration on your? I'll just listen. I'm just trying to do my job. Um, it's nice of Mark to say that, and uh, I guess sort of the young coaches and managers we want to stick together. It's brilliant. I think he's doing a fantastic job himself at Cambridge. Obviously, had success last season, and they're they're doing really well this season. I think he's got them playing some really exciting football. I think it's for me. It's a time for for young coaches. It's it's our, it's our time to shine. So um, yeah, we'll we'll get there. I'm sure we'll get there. Um, it's not. It's not like we are, we are we are talking and we, we will get a re- resolution to it. I'm sure. So uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not getting frustrated. I'm just I'm just trying to do the job best as I can. When is the next talk about this? Is there one this week or did you know? Uh, there's not there's not one. It's just an ongoing sort of dialogue, really. Have you given any thought as to any particular areas of your squad you will improve to recruitment in January? Have you not thought about? It? Yeah, we've we, we've had um, we've had discussions. I've got a clear idea. You know, that's not for. It's not for sort of public broadcast, but yeah, we've got a clear idea of 
you know, what we want, where we want to go, where we think we can strengthen, stuff like that. But yeah. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jaden Stockley. Charlton Live. Welcome back to Charlton Live. Hope you guys are well. Uh, Christmas coming up. That's why we've got the Christmas jingles in at the moment. Um, ap- apologies to anyone who got Whamageddon uh, <laughs> during the week. Um, I saw uh, saw one tweet the other day from someone who, who wasn't expecting that. So apologies uh, for that. It's just a, a little Christmas jingle we like to have. Um, so yeah, Richard Justin, sorry for Whamageddoning you. Uh, that's the way it goes. Um, I mean, we, we've we've said it with with Jacko in terms of his contract, Mark. We know that's that's due to get sorted. It will be sorted sooner rather than later. But you know, th- I mean, this will be his first January transfer window coming up as well. So this is where you really start to earn your corn as a manager when you make decisions surrounding the sort of players that you're going to want to come into the squad as well. Well, that's it. I mean, you don't know how much input he's had over the last couple of years with things. I mean, normally we think it's all been means like Gallon and whoever's been manager, and you know or owner, as it were. So he's obviously got his idea. I mean, you don't normally pick up anything great in January. There's been sort of like a few exceptions, but nothing fantastic. I think we'd all think another striker needs to come in just to say there's some competition. Because you've got Davison, you know, still fairly green. Um, so it's it's difficult. But obviously, Jacko wants to put his stamp on it. I'm just concerned that Thomas is wait until Christmas Day to announce it so he can do it for effect. So we all like get up on Christmas Day and go, oh, no, Jackson's the new manager. But I'm just thinking, you know, I'm, I'm not worried about opening up a present early. If he wants to put it under the tree, I'll open it tomorrow. And, um, yeah, it's... It, Imagine how inter- concerning that would be if there was literally a life-size man underneath your tree when, on Christmas morning. Well, it's, you, know, you haven't seen what my wife's got on her Christmas list yet. So, um. <laughs> Lovely. Right, um, let's have a look at some of the messages uh, that have come in uh, to the show. Uh, Craig said, not our best performance uh, recently, but Washington was outstanding. 
Uh, but I'm going to give the man of the match to Maka. Those stops were amazing and in vital periods of the game. The officials were relentlessly dreadful. Uh, if it was 5-3-2, uh, then Leco needs to reflect on his work rate today. Some uh, good rumours at the moment that the offer for Jacko is until the end of the season with condition of an eighth or higher to trigger a, f- a further year on a, uh, one final thing. Uh, the Coldplay concert, Cringefest light show can get in the bin. Yeah, the fans held up to... I wasn't I wasn't overly cringed by that. I think it's just something that started in the family stand and everyone put their torches on. It lasted a few seconds, didn't really do any harm. Uh, I didn't think it was that cringy. But yeah, I agree that I thought Maka was excellent uh, today. Yeah, Rob wants us to give special mention uh, to Jason Pierce on the pod. Um, you probably don't need to be told, but he's been immense lately, both in performance and helping uh, the players through. Yeah, we're going to hear from Piercy uh, later on in the show, so we'll definitely discuss him uh, a, a bit more. Um Yep, Colin says, uh, I can't believe that the commentator singled out Stockley in that headbutt incident uh, when the aggressor was clearly Digby. I guess it's something to say, though, right? The last red card was dubious, too. It was pulled to the ground. It should have been a pen. It was only wrestling and no violence. And then uh, Trevor Kettle uh, sends him off. So, yeah, a few people uh, disagreeing with that. Dan says, we weren't at our best, but to come out with a 2 win whilst not being at our best shows the Jackson effect. Uh, Cambridge, one of the best bullying sides to come to the Valley and somehow not score. Take the last two performances forward. Uh, and we should continue picking up wins, I believe. Simon says, uh, solid performance, fair play to Cambridge. They played reasonably well, but we had the quality where it mattered, particularly uh, in front of goal and at the back. Because, yeah, that's the point I'm trying to make, Tom. It's like free-flowing football, like we saw against Ipswich. I mean, that's it's good on the eye. It's great on the eye. And uh, it's it's not always the way you win games. I always remember the season we went up under Bo. I remember an interview with Solly where... You know, we, we'd done a bit, had a few games where we were playing it around nicely, but he, 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 we'd had a game where we had to battle and he came in and said, we've shown like that other side and it's so important to be able to, to do both really. 100%, yeah. You think back to the, the side that got promoted under Chris Powell and the two big wins we got against the Sheffield clubs that, you know, the goals came from set pieces. So look, there's a lot of ways to win a football match and you need to be able to do all of them and I think that's why when you made that comparison to the Shrewsbury game earlier, I think that that's probably right. You know, that's the sort of game that probably a few weeks ago, or certainly under under Nigel, I think we probably would have lost, um, or certainly Cambridge had a chance to get back in it. But we've, um, yeah, we've definitely got a little bit more uh, street smart. Maybe um, we certainly know how to dig in. Obviously, Piercy embodies that more than anybody, but I think those other players are as well. And interesting that, that one of the uh, the tweets or emails picked up on Jonathan Lecco because obviously he's been out for a little while and just come back into the side and when you've got a side that really are fighting for each other and doing that uh, you know all through the game even just dropping off that by two or three percent sort of stands out because I didn't think Lecco had a bad game at all but it was kind of noticeable that he maybe hadn't been in the side in recent weeks as much as as the other players so yeah, you've got to find other ways to win. And obviously the conditions yesterday were awful, as um, as Jacko said, and obviously we could all see. So I think, yeah, to get that win is, you know, it's equally as pleasing as seeing the uh, the kind of uh, um, fluid football and the, the good performance on Tuesday night. It doesn't really matter for me which way, so long as we get the three points. And that's what we managed to do. Mm. All right, Muzzer says that uh, passing wasn't up to snuff. Uh, and I'm starting to worry about balls being played through our high defensive line, but a win is a win. Claire and, uh, and Washington were outstanding. Players now playing for the shirt uh, and they weren't bullied by the opposition. All thanks to Johnny. Tommy, uh, give Jacko the job. Sam says, uh, to me, it was a typical Charlton performance like we watched for many years. Not great in parts, but we still get the result and the three points. I feel that Jackson needs to be appointed before the game 
uh, at Plymouth on Saturday. Rachel says, we looked a bit tired, but held it together well against a physical team that stopped us playing the kind of football we wanted to play. Uh, King Connor getting the goals he deserved was the perfect last home game before Christmas. Does Fameway's booking uh, make him unavailable now? now well, I knew he was he was uh, on the the edge of getting uh, getting the five before the limit went up to 10. So I don't think he's uh, he's suspended yet. I don't think he's up to 10 yet. I'll, um, so yeah, no, no worries just on that yet. Stu says, uh, a great hard-working, hard-fought victory against a physical uh, Cambridge. What a run uh, by JJ's boys. Seven wins in 10. Yeah, it's just a remarkable run and we still seem to be keeping going. Jamie says, keeping the winning run going without playing at our best is a bonus. Good weeks training now and the right recovery is key. Get Jacko announced and start planning for the January transfer window. Get Connor tied down to a long contract. That's a must as well. Yeah, certainly agree with that. And then finally, Les says, good to see us come out on top of a tough battle. Big shout out to the skipper and to Mac. But how pleasing was it to see Connor bag a brace? I've been saying for weeks that he's our best player. He just needed to add some goals. That's from Les on Connor Washington. Yeah, he's certainly up there as one of the most important players in the squad. Right, let's hear from another one of the more important players in the squad, the skipper, uh, Jason Pierce. He came to speak to me after yesterday's game. L- listen out as well, because obviously there was uh, that nasty moment towards the end of the game uh, where Akin Fainware was uh, steamrolled over and then uh, uh, Pierce, he had to help him out because he picked up a little bit of cramp as well. So we just got a little update on the fitness of Akin Fainware uh, from Jason Pierce. Yeah, it was a tough game. Um, they come here off the back of a 5 0 win um, against Cheltenham, and yeah, we knew it was going to be a tough game. Um, boys give Everything the game, previous game against Ipswich, so I think quite a few of the boys, including myself, were quite tired out there today. But we found a way to win, which is important. And uh, like I said, yeah, we, we got the result we wanted and, and we move on. And another clean sheet as well. And obviously Craig played a, a bigger part in that today than normally he would. But as a defensive unit, you must be pleased with that. No, nah, yeah, we're, as a team, we're delighted. We want, we want to keep working on getting clean sheets. Um, Maka probably say himself the last couple of games he hasn't had much to do fortunately even today he was called into action and what a save um, a couple of saves to be fair so no he's, he's, he's a real good keeper and um, when he's called upon he, he done work great for us so yeah um, but no it's a, it's a real team effort at the minute and we're just striving to try and get up that league and, and get get to where we, we think we should be. Obviously it's the Cambridge side that scored a lot of goals and before today had scored on every single away league game this calendar year so that's a, a nice nice sort of little run to put to an end. Yeah, no, um, they're, they're a good team. We'll give, give them a lot of credit. Like they, they come here and play some good football. They've got some good players and I know I had to be on my game with, with Ironside up top with scoring a hat-trick last game. Um, it would be a good battle against him so I relished that and, and enjoyed that battle and Fortunately, I came out on top today, but we've got another game of them later on in the season. You have been on your game since you've come back into the side recently, over since Sam's injury, really. Still enjoying sort of being back in there? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've spoken about it before. I wanted to try and play this season. I've worked as hard as I can to try and get in the team and be patient. Um, and, and I think everyone knows I, I try and give my best every single game. And I'm enjoying the new role in, in the middle of a, of a back three, um, sort of trying to lead the boys. and. Um, yeah, like, just hopefully can keep it continuing. It's finally how's Akin? He seems to go down with a really nasty sort of bout of cramp at the end there. Uh, no, he's fine. He's faking it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah re- refreshing honesty uh, from from Piercy there, Mark. Um, Akin was faking it, and uh, to be fair, I think it was Piercy's fault because you saw him go up to Akin and say, "Pretend you've got cramp." Yeah, it's it's one of those things. When when your team does it, it's funny. When the other team does it, you're shouting and swearing and. Um, you know, gnashing your teeth. Yeah, it wouldn't, no. it wouldn't have been funny if we'd gone on to concede after. I mean, we were time-wasting a lot yesterday, Mark, but you, you kind of expect that. I remember when 
when Atkinson did it at the Valley, I, I remember saying sort of like, you can't blame them. And I remember saying, actually, I imagine we'd be doing that if we were winning a game. At that point, I couldn't really remember what happens when we win a game. But we've seen it since, and it turns out we do. Well, it, it's part and parcel of a game now, and it's not it's not fun to watch when it's not you know your your team doing it. But um, I mean, if you remember, it's, it's many years ago, and it's why we started to hate Nicky Weaver when he started all that shenanigans, and you know, when he turned up in our goal a few years later, you know, a lot of us hadn't forgiven him for being like that. Yeah, I still hated him even when he played for us. Yeah, but no, Pierce is you know I think he's really. He's come in and he's shown, you know, he's shown us the best of Pierce. I mean, I was amongst his critics last season, and um, I was surprised, you know, almost that he'd sort of like been kept on again. But he's he's shown, you know, shown me wrong, and he's shown a lot of people wrong. You know, and he does, you know, he's the king of that defence at the moment. He monitors it, he keeps an eye on it. If a ball's going out, he doesn't do anything stupid. He doesn't try and do anything fancy. You know, shepherd it out for a throw, kick it out, anything. You know, it's sensible. He's not, he's not trying to be what he's not. You know, he's a good defender. Yeah, he gets caught sometimes, and that's going to happen because we, you know, we do come up against good players. But and he's not afraid to change sports midway through a game from from football into rugby as well, which is another another attribute. Which, to be fair, I do quite enjoy from Piercy when he's playing as well. Exactly, he's got it all. He's got it all. He's going to be a a hooker in uh, in in another life. That's the only. That's the only position in rugby I know so there we go oh right I thought that was a real career that, change that says him, that so. says more about me than anyone else right let's uh, swiftly move on to some emails Dominic says hi all uh, I really think the people are being a bit harsh on Thomas Sangard I agree he's taking his time uh, with announcing Jacko but there's no need for the tweets uh, directly atting him especially as a lot are harsh in manner of criticizing him people keep tweeting his wife Raylian as well directly uh, she replied to a fan saying they're going to sort out the addicts to victory song at the end of the game uh, so they do take on fan opinions. Yeah, the, the song, I don't think it was even played uh, after the game itself. If it was, it certainly wasn't as loud. But yeah, you certainly got that atmosphere inside the ground from the fans at full time, which was great. Um, Dominic continues, he clearly knows that fans want Jackson uh, in, but is there any need to keep messaging him directly? Uh, if it was announced that James, uh, it was announced, sorry, that James Beadle has left the club and then suddenly I saw a lot of fans moaning at Sandgard for it. Personally, I would rather Sandgard came off social media as he's going to get a bad impression from our fans. What do you guys think? Yeah, Tom, and we've spoken about Thomas's social media use before. I've got nothing against, you know, when we've gone and won a game full-time, just tweet, yeah, you know, and interact with the fans. And he does interact with the fans well. That, I don't think that's in question. Like, I, I thought it was great to see he went to the pub um, yesterday after the game to interact with fans. That's exactly what we want. And we exactly want someone who's as enthusiastic and, and all that. But obviously, we also want someone who's going to sign up Jacko and, and and that sort of stuff. So you can understand, hopefully, he doesn't t- read too far into it because you do get some pretty disrespectful tweets, I'd say, to him that, that go way too far because he has overall done a fairly good job. But obviously, there's never, ne- nothing's ever going to be perfect, is it? And that's why we come on on this show and people tweet him and say, well, we, I'd rather you did this, I'd rather you do that. And uh, it's about trying to find like the, the right balance, really. Yeah, I think that look, there's positives and, and negatives to an owner being on on social media and doing those things like going to the pub. As you say, when things are going well, it's it's all good. But when things are going badly, then he's just there to be shot at, and, and you know you can get in contact with him very very easily. I personally disagree with with those who who sort of tweet him all the time. I don't really get it. I don't think he's going to make a decision just based on that. But I think that it's refreshing that we've got an owner who is engaged and who is 
hopefully listening and I haven't seen if the minutes of the, the fans forum meeting last week have been published yet, but when they are, I'm sure there'll be a lot to come out of that as well. Things we spoke about last week uh, on the pod. So yeah, look, I think it's, it's great. He, we've said it a few times, you know, he is new to football in terms of football ownership. So he's going to make mistakes, but not just in saving the club. I would say in the decisions he's made overall since he took over, I would say on the, on the whole, he's slightly up. Um, there has been some, some maybe some some poorer decisions, but I think on the whole, he's made more good decisions than bad so far. And really, that's all you can ask. You know, people are going to everyone makes mistakes in their jobs, um, but it's about listening. It's about you know making sure that when you do make mistakes, you acknowledge that and you learn from them. And so far, I think yes, yeah, certainly as as an owner, certainly compared to the the recent ones we've had, it's obviously a breath of fresh air. But I think yeah, on the whole, he's doing a pretty good job. Yeah, exactly. We got a message in from. Uh... Jonathan West from the Upbeats as well. A lovely picture of himself with Thomas Sangard. And that's exactly the sort of engagement, uh, like I say, that you want to see from from your owner. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a tough one. But that was a, a good good question uh, emailed in there, Dominic. Thanks for your message. Uh, also got one uh, from Archie. A few, a few sketchy moments against a very good attacking team yesterday. Uh, respect to them. One of the more entertaining teams I've seen this season. McGovery's saves uh, were so important, as important as Connor's goals. Uh, I'm just wondering why Fame hasn't been banned, having picked up two more yellows after his appeal was upheld. So again, that's just because the limit gets lifted from five to ten at a certain point in the season. Uh, and I think that was the Morecambe game where we hit that point in the season. So yeah, that's uh, that's all right for now. Uh, clearly, Connor will be man of the match, but McGovery uh, and the young Monty Burns, <laughs> Dobson, are also contenders. I've never pictured him as Monty Burns, but I can see why where that's come from. He does look a little bit like him. Uh, he didn't dress, he's, he's dressed as an elf on, on the Christmas party today. He didn't go as Monty Burns. Um, the, the best one we've seen is Ben Watson going as Steve Sidwell, who, to be fair, until Ben Watson played for us, the two most con- like in, in like interchangeable players I've ever known in football because they look exactly the same. Right, finally, uh, Reg said the whole uh, football world knows that Jackson should be permanently appointed uh, as manager. Even Jermaine Beckford and Sam Matterface. Uh, only one person still needs to come to that conclusion, and as every uh, every day's delay risks undermining Thomas's standing uh, with the fans and his relationship with JJ. An interesting match yesterday, uh, and as I'm sure others will have observed, a very different performance to Ipswich, but important nonetheless in grinding out a result against a well-organised uh, Cambridge team. Very much in the image of our interim manager. A big shout-out to Craig McGivray. Crucial saves, uh, which were just as important as the two goals at the other end. Talking of which, uh, looking forward to seeing Sue Gallup's Connor Washington tattoo. Yes, Sue, formerly of this parish, and she is due to be coming back once we sit down and sort out a microphone for her. Uh, she tweeted in the morning that she'd get a, a tattoo in honour of Connor Washington if Connor scores. Well, he's gone and got two, so... Uh, she's got a thing of two places where she wants Connor Washington on her body now. Right, let's uh, hear from some more fans uh, who were at the game yesterday. Uh, views from the fans bar. Thanks to Tom uh, and my brother Josh who stepped in to get some fans bar uh, reaction for us yesterday. This is what they made of the performance against Cambridge. Uh, yeah, good, a good win actually. That was um, I actually thought that was a really hard-fought game today. Um, I thought Cambridge... Uh, Quite very good looking side, very organised, um, and they've made us work very hard. So I'm actually pleased. We've actually just seen the uh, match st- stats as well, just on the screen there, and uh, it's almost even for both sides. Um, uh, Cambridge had a couple of chances today, but I think that was the difference. We did take our chance. Really, really good game. I thought that they put up a really good fight, and it was a lot better than what the Ipswich game was, although that wasn't going to be hard to do. Um, yeah, it was a really great game. I thought that the second half was a bit messy, both from both sides. They uh, weren't really playing that well, but other than that, yeah, great it's game. Scrappy game, to be honest. I think uh, Cambridge 
arguably could have been level or maybe up at half time. Um, but I thought we, we dug deep and uh, got a bit ugly sometimes. I think that's what we did today, I think. Uh, opinion, that's a good sign of a good team. Top so. draw, Draco's got to get the job. Absolutely. Absolutely. Why do you think Thomas Sangard is waiting? Don't know. Just been, it doesn't need to anymore. It's obvious. Draco's got to get the job. I think Draco's got the crowd up as well. It's always been a brilliant crowd. Today we were superb. It was absolutely brilliant. Um, yeah, really good game. Bit of a struggle at first, bit of a slow starter. Um, but yeah, made up for it with the two goals in the end. Um, obviously Washington for the two goals. Um, I think could have made it. Could have made it a, a hat trick. Um, but yeah, I think other than him, Fabio had a good game as well. Very good. I mean, I think we was lucky to get a win because I think Cambridge uh, give as good as they got and they missed five guilt edge opportunities. Right. We've kept fighting to the end. And um, I think um, it changed when we took Parrington off. Because, uh, you know, we was going so well. But, yes, we got the two goals, yeah, another win, and we're up and up and up and up, Eddie. Uh, I thought there's, there's a few players that had a couple of good games. I mean, for me, probably at the end, Washington, the way he's taken that second goal was superb. Um, I also have to mention, I thought Fainwo had a really solid game at the back. He was brilliant, and I also think uh, Sean Clare's doing really well at right back. He's having a really good, good uh, spell when we're playing right back at the moment. Different world, isn't it? Completely different season now. I think you know we're really pushing into the playoffs now. I think we're not getting top six. I think we probably would call it a disappointing, disappointing season now. So yeah, I mean it's just a different world, isn't it? And you've got to get the job full time now. That's it now, isn't it? That's it. You've got to give him going to Plymouth next week. You've got to give him a job, permanent manager, and we're just going into Christmas and have a solid transfer window in January and we go from there I think uh, what, what more can he can he do to get that position I mean it's, it's an incredible turnaround with the team at the moment and not just results but the performances are just so much better and enjoyable to watch I mean he, he's surely got to be given the contract JJ to be manager is that a sort of given now do you think 100% he fancies him yeah, yeah. oh there you go we've got Alfie here as well she fancies hey Johnny if you're listening make sure to get into my mum's DMs Uh, yeah, um, well, JJ, if you're up for it, uh, I can give you. I can give you. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure we can get hold of Lucy. Who's a, well, son has invited you into her DMs, which is one way of doing it. Again, a surprise Christmas present, perhaps. But <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, good to hear from the fans. Thanks to everyone who spoke to us uh, in, in in the fans bar uh, yesterday. Good to hear everyone so pleased with how it's going at the moment. It makes a massive difference, and Mark, it makes a massive difference going into this festive period which we're coming up to now you know it's always a, a traditionally very busy part of the season obviously we, we, we're going to start with Plymouth next weekend and then, then we've got Boxing Day away at Wimbledon um, home to Gillingham New Year's Day we're at home to Wickham then fourth we've got the Papa John's against Milton Keynes I didn't even know that was there I've just seen that so there we go and then obviously we'll have the FA Cup as well so it's a, it's a really big part of the season coming up to us but if we look at it this way it's a part where we can make some real serious ground on that top six if things go our way oh they're totally winnable games i mean it'll be interesting to see how plymouth reacted to losing their manager um i don't think it's going to be kind of being like oh we want revenge because you you stopped us a few weeks ago because they've they've not done really much since then um i think they had hit the you know top of their fulcrum and stuff and were on the way down and it's shown ever since. Uh, Gillingham, Wimbledon. <sighs> Wimbledon's a, a tough one. They're, they're, they're grinding out some results and they've got some good young players. And it'll be interesting to go to the um, new stadium and see, you know, we'll raise a good atmosphere there. That should be tasty. You know, Gillingham's always good, whether we ever get our um, 
just as desserts with that. You know, maybe Jacko can point at the big bloke up the um, touchline and see, and say, you know, follow him for a change. Um, yeah, and it's the Papa John's is one of those ones that's a bit of a nothing game. I know that we're getting closer to Wembley, but and then you know, the big ones for Norwich game. So it is, you know, if you manage to get through unscathed and don't lose anyone through silliness or knocks and stuff, and you can use the squad a bit more, I think it probably. If if Jacko's might be thinking, I'm not sure how the injuries are with the fullbacks. I mean, I know if Suarez came on, so he can come in on the other side. Whether he'd look at resting, you know, Dobson or Claire, because they have been a hundred percenters in in all the games. You know, they've just been non-stop. Whether he might say give them a rest, let them like he did with DJ this week, you know, and swap Leco in. I don't want wholesale changes. It's it's tough, but it's like I said to you at the beginning of the show. It is the same for everybody. Mm. You know, there's going to be a few teams probably pull out if they get more infections. But if we stay clean and we can pick up another couple of wins, you know, there are teams who are looking over their shoulder at us now and going, "Blimey, they're on a really good run." Mm. Yeah, that is. You did mention one of my concerns there: the uh, rising levels of games getting called off again for, uh, for for COVID. Hopefully, that won't affect us, but. At some point, it's bound to hit us, isn't it, Tom? But um, yeah, I mean, are, are you concerned about the, the size of the squad then going into this this thing? I think well, I do feel like we've got quite a big squad, so you'd hope that they'd be able to handle this uh, this period. But I mean, Jacko hasn't tended to make too many changes because you don't want to change a winning formula. That's the thing. Yeah, I think I think the squad we we need a few improvements or a few uh, additional bodies. I think we obviously need a, another striker, for example, but. I think we've got a big enough squad to handle it, but the point, as you just made there, is more who, if a player from that sort of traditional starting eleven comes out, who is it that goes in and can they you know, perform to the same level? Um, so that's really the big question for me. As you say, I, I, he hasn't really changed it too much um, since he's taken over and those players are still performing to a high level. So uh, they've clearly shown they can cope with that, but particularly as the the weather gets colder, the ground gets a little bit harder. I'm sure there are going to be injuries over the next sort of four or five weeks. And yeah, we've just kind of got to ride that out and just see what happens really. But I think the squad size itself is fine. As I say, two or three additions in January, I think are needed. Um, But I think on the whole, we're in good shape. It's more, as I say, when players come in, can they match the level of those that they're taking the place? Excellent. I think that's the most important thing. Excellent stuff. Right, we have uh, come to the end of this week's Chat Online. Thanks to all of you who listened and got involved with the show as well. Thank you to Mark and Tom. You're welcome, sir. Good to speak to you both. I'm Louis Meadows. Thanks for listening. We'll be back then on Thursday with the big match preview to look ahead to the game with Plymouth. We shall see you then.